Good morning. Everybody, come on in and find a seat. Find some place to sit, squeeze in. It's good to have you today. You can sit down real quick. We'll get into praise and worship in just a moment. Today, uh, every fifth Sunday of the year, we have what we call one big family. So everybody say, one big family. Yeah. So, hey, we're, we're not just a one big family. We're a happy family. Amen. We're a strong family. Amen. And we're rooted in Jesus. And that's the best thing. So, I just have a couple things about one big family, so everybody uh, listen real quick. The kids are with us for the whole service today, so I understand that means it'll be a little louder, a little bit more messy, I get it, but it's important every once in a while that we have the kids with us because we're a multi-generational church, and I don't like to split them out all the time, and I think it's important that they're with us. So if you have kids here today, make sure they're sitting with you. All right, so parents, have your kids with you. It's wonderful uh, that as you worship, you can worship with your kids. As you give, you can give with your kids today. Open your Bibles with your kids. Everything today with your young people. Now, if you have little, little ones and they're struggling at all during the service, you know, getting fussy, you're free to get up and take them to the back uh, and participate in the service from there if, if you want to. But uh, we'll do our best to keep things rolling. So service will be a little bit shorter than normal with the kids with us, but we think it's important they are with us. Amen. All right, so, but by the way, during our, our time after worship, when we, we take a moment to meet and greet, go ahead and take your kids around and introduce them to other people here. Uh, we love to get to know the little ones that are with us in church. So, we're going to kick off service today. Where's Laylee at? Oh, Laylee, Laylee's going to come up and read us a song. So, one thing that happens during one big family, the students help me do the service. So, Laylee's going to read us a song to kick us off today. You ready? Praise Praise the Lord. 
Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for the mighty acts. Praise him according to the excellent, excellent grace, greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lyre. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see it. And harp, praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the string instruments and flute. Praise him with the cymbals. Praise him with the clanging cymbals. Praise him. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's all stand up this morning.
Yeah. 
our praise. Amen. Well, if you could just go around and greet some of your family of faith and tell them you're excited to see them here this morning. Hey, hey, as you're doing this, if you got, if you got, um, hello, if you got little ones, if you got little ones up to fourth grade, they have bags in the back for them, give them something to do during service a little bit. So if you got little ones up to fourth grade, they're in the back. Okay, you can find them. Amen. It's good to have you today. Live streamers, wherever you're watching from, it's good to have you. Give everybody a second to calm down. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. All right. Hey, let's get started. Uh, if you need chairs, ushers help people find chairs, please. I'd appreciate that. 
Uh, tithe, for tithe and offering. So if you have something to give today, the offering envelopes are in the chairs in front of you. If not, wave your hand around. One of the ushers will help you out. Also, Mike, bring me one of those prayer cards. If you have a prayer need, we'd love to join with you in prayer. Uh, all right, everybody, who? There we go. Thank you. I'm going to buy a whistle. When it's time to start, we'll just blow a whistle. I love that you love each other. I, I do. I, I appreciate that. Uh, but prayer needs, if you have a prayer need, ask for one of these cards from Mike right there. And every Monday night at Churchwide Prayer, we pray over these prayer needs. I pray over them personally. We want to join with you in faith on the things that, that you have prayer need of. So please uh, fill one of those out. You can give it to me or one of the ushers after church today. But how many know that our giving is a part of our worship? How many know that? And as we continue to worship the Lord with our giving, we do it in faith. We believe that God is our provider and that God is always in front of us with provision. How many believe that? Amen. So I'm going to have uh, Sawyer come on up. And Sawyer's going to pray over our tithe and offering. So if everybody would bow your heads in prayer as Sawyer prays today. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for you just to bless this offering and just bless this message and just help us to remember that we don't have to be in church to praise you. This is just a building. We are the church. Amen. Please just help us remember that and that you're always with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, if you have something, you can bring it this morning if you have something down front. Uh, some announcements real quick before we get into the word today. Uh, first off, don't forget, again, every Monday night from 6 to 7, we have church-wide prayer here. We are a church that prays first. How many know that the best response to anything that happens in your life is to pray? Because immediately you get God right involved in your situation. So Monday prayer, uh, every Monday from 6 to 7 here. If you have questions about that, you can see Samara. Where's Christine? You can see Christine. They can help you out. Uh, we also have uh, a couple of things that are uh, extra uh, for the church, the Samaritan's Purse uh, shoebox. Let me see that thing real quick. Uh, if, if you are participating in this, these are due uh, in two... I didn't mean for it to be this hard. I'm sorry. Um, I just wanted to look at the shoebox. If you're participating in this, these are due in two weeks on November the 12th. So if you have questions about this, please see Bill and Patsy. All right, Margaret, you can have this back. Can you catch... Oh, good job. All right. And also, uh, the Sycamore House November Bowling Fundraiser. Again, we'd love to send a team from our church to participate in that. If you have questions about that, where's Mike? You can see Mike about that. And then the last two things I have for announcements are uh, things I'm going to pass something around about. Uh, first off, and I know we got to talk about this already, Christmas Eve uh, is coming down the pipe fast. So if your kids from uh, preschool through fourth grade are going to be here at our Christmas Eve service. And that uh, Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday night this year. Uh, we want to know because they're going to participate in the Christmas Eve service. So I'm going to pass this around. Um, Judah, if you can help me out and get this thing moving. So if your kids are going to be here and you want them to participate in uh, the service, please sign your family up so we know who to pull out for practices as they come up. And last but not least, uh, we have something ne next Sunday right after church called Next Steps. Now, what Next Steps is, is if you're saying, yes, this is my home church, and I want this to be my home church, Next Steps is kind of an integration into the church. And what it means is, I'm going to give you all the background about our church, uh, how we work as a church, uh, the authority structure we have in the church, 
do to we're a campus church, how we handle the finances. We'll answer a lot of questions. It's also the gateway into serving in the church. So if you want to serve in a certain way in the church, lots of different ways you can serve. You have to go through next steps first to do that. So if you're interested in being here next Sunday after church, it takes about an hour. Once we start, we'll provide some food and we want to get to know you. You can get to know me and my wife. Please sign up for that and uh, we will get you connected to different things going on in the church. So that's all for the announcements. If you're new with us today, and, and you'd like to, in the chairs in front of you, there is a Get Connected form. Fill that out. Uh, get it to Kelly right after church. She will help you out. And we'd just like to get to know you better. And that's what this is about, just to connect with you. And we thank you for being with us today. All right, so let's jump into service today. So if you have your Bible, you can get it out. Again, one big family, all the kids are with us. I understand it'll be a little noisy now and then. If, again, if you're, if you're uh, young ones having trouble in the service, you can take them and, and to the back and uh, be back there for service. That would help us a little bit. But we're glad the kids are with us today. So if you have your Bibles, Exodus and chapter number four. We've been doing a series entitled Questions. Now, what I know is that I have a lot of questions for God. I have a list. Things that I've been asking him about, things maybe I've been wrestling with him about for a lot of years, and maybe I don't feel that I've come to a place of a full understanding of a response that I'd like to get. But I do know also, besides that, that if you really look through the scriptures, well over a hundred times, God asks a question of somebody, or Jesus asked a question of somebody. So what we've been doing is uh, we've been taking some time looking at some of the questions that we find in the Bible that either God asked or Jesus asked. And today we're going to check in with Moses and something that God had asked of him. So where's Nathan at? I think he's in the very last row. Everybody say hi, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Come on down, Nathan. Nathan's going to help me by reading our scripture today. So it is Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. And you got your Bible? Are you ready? You can prop it right up there if you'd like to. Have you been practicing this? Okay, good. All right, you ready? I'll hold that for you. And Moses answered and said, Behold, he will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, what is that in thine hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it, from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand, that they may believe that the Lord God of their father and the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath appeared unto thee. All right. Well, thank you, Nathan. Good job. Good job, Nathan. So here we pick up kind of mid-story of Moses. And, and we know that Moses was born into Egypt uh, the miraculous way that his mother gave birth to him. At that time, they were, they were killing all the males in Egypt because Israel's numbers were growing too great. 
put in a basket in the Nile, and Pharaoh's daughter rescued him and raised him. Uh, and eventually through uh, uh, Moses seeing that his people, the Israelites, were being mistreated, uh, he actually killed an Egyptian and actually ran from Pharaoh in fear of his life, uh, ended up away from Pharaoh, but God reaches out to him. By the way, in the story of the burning bush that this is taken from, God calls out to Moses from a bush that was on fire, yet it was not being burned up, and, and the bush called to him uh, to come over. Moses responded, and God gives Moses a great task, get my people out of Egypt. Big task. Uh, by the way, uh, just to say this, Moses was about 80 years old when God called him from the bush. You are never too old. Listen to me. I know, I know. Listen, uh, one big family, all the little ones with us today, we got the babies with us. But how about this for all the older folks? You are never too old to hear from God and receive purpose from him. Everybody says amen. 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 But questions. If you notice when God first calls Moses from the bush and gives him this great task, Moses all of a sudden starts to give all these excuses why he can't do it. And it's like a whole two chapters of why Moses can't respond to the things that God is calling him to. And eventually God asked Moses a question. Judah, if you will, give me, give me, that, give me that staff over there. God asked Moses a question. So apparently when Moses was before the burning bush, he was holding a staff, tending the sheep. Now, I'm not sure this probably didn't look anything like what he had, but this is what I found in the proper room. So anyways, this will work. And God, through all the excuses that Moses was giving him, God said, hey, what is that that's in your hand? And Moses, well, it's a staff. Now, Remember, every time God asks the question, it's not because he's ignorant of the answer, but he's trying to get you to pay attention to something. God was not unaware that this is a staff, right? And it's not like Moses is like, well, God, if you did not know, this is a staff. And I use this to take care of the sheep I'm out here with. God knew just what it was, but God wanted him to pay attention to what he had based on what he was calling him to do. Now, I believe, I believe everybody has intention. I believe everybody has purpose. I believe everybody has callings. I believe everybody has giftings. You have reason to be, other than just breathing. And God was revealing a Moses, uh, purpose to Moses, saying, hey, all the great nation of Israel that's growing, I want them to come out and worship me, be free of slavery, and you're the guy to do it. And Moses didn't think he could, because all he had was a speech impediment and a stick. But God says, hey, what is that that's in your hand? I think we often, we often don't pay attention to what we do have. And we're often too focused on what we don't have. So what is that in your hand? It, it's a staff. And he says, okay, here's the deal. When you throw it down, it's going to become a serpent. And if you pick it back up by the tail, it turns into a staff again. And by this, they will know that I am the God of Abraham, I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Jacob. I'm the God of generations. I am the God who is calling these people forth. 
Here's what I want you to know, and it's on a slide, just as you'll throw it on the screen for me. See, what is it that's in your hand? You have right now to start whatever it is that God has called you to do. See, we often think that I need something outside of myself. I need something I don't have. But God's saying, hey, I've already given you what you need to start. Now, just you will still grow. There will still be things added to you. You will still have to be teachable and, and have discernment. You will need other people, right? There, there's all sorts of things that need to happen, but yet... To take the first step, you already have it. Now, I think some of you know you have it, but you're lost in your excuses. I think some of you know you have it, but you'd rather just lay it down. I think some of you have purpose that you've laid to the side. Instead of beginning to use it for what God has said. Now, this was not the end of it all. This was the start. Because if you notice, this was the first thing that happened. And, and in the court of Pharaoh, and then the magicians, they made their own snakes. But then this staff swallowed up the other snakes and, and showed the power of God, right? But it was after this that then all the other things, the miracles that happened in Egypt happened. But it had to start with this because Moses had it already. You have what you need right now to start to do whatever God has called you to do. Amen. So, so how about this? Let's, uh, let me give a little help. Uriah, can you help me? I need you to be just to hold the staff for me. Is that cool? Come on down. This is like Moses right here. Why don't you stand right here? That way I can go look at my notes again, all right? Stay right there for me, okay? See, what is in your hand will be used by God as a bigger picture of the other things that he will do in you and through you. But if you don't use what you have right now, you'll never get to do what God has for you later. You got to start now. See, the thing about this staff was it was actually very ordinary. It wasn't like Moses was the only guy in the world that had a staff. Anybody that herded sheep had a staff. And what seemed to be very ordinary to Moses was not ordinary to God. See, what we think is ordinary can be used by God for his glory, and that needs to settle in on you. See, we think that God only uses people who have big gifts and obvious talent, but God will use anyone who is willing. And in that, God will use you beyond yourself and use the ordinary things for his glory. Don't think that God will only use you if you get this or you get that or that's added to you. God will use you right where you are if you are listening and will obey. Now, I understand if I was in the middle of the desert with a bunch of sheep by myself, and by the way, by yourself, that's a big thing. Remember we were talking about Isaac last week and he wrestled with God and, and God asked him a question, what is your name? Because he was going to take him from Jacob to Israel. When, when Jacob began to wrestle with God, Jacob was alone. When Moses was met by God in the wilderness, 
talking through this bush that was on fire, it wouldn't burn up, Moses was alone. Listen, it's imperative that you learn how to find solitary times with God. Because it's in these moments that you have a clear pathway to hear from him. Don't let busyness rule your life. You'll miss him. Busyness can be an illness of your soul if you're not careful. Busyness does not mean production. Busyness just means you're busy. You've got to learn how to take time. So Moses is alone. God begins to speak to him. Now, I think if a bush was on fire, I would respond to it. If I heard it, I'd respond to it. But you realize Moses could have ignored it. He could have heard his name and walked the other way. See, often we're not used by God because we ignore his voice when he's speaking to us. Often we're not used by God because we do what Moses did. Now we have all these excuses why we can't. All these excuses why we don't need to. You'll only learn how to use what's in your hand. If now you listen, but you simply obey. How often has God given you some level of, of directive and you laid an excuse down and didn't do it? How often have you, you were almost positive the Lord asked something of you? But you had a reason why you didn't need to or weren't ready to or, or couldn't. Maybe because of what you think, uh, like Moses, I have a speech impediment. I can't talk right. All I am is this old man out in the middle of a wilderness with a bunch of sheep. What good can I do? It's just excuses. So you can learn to live in obedience, or you can learn to live in your excuses. And the ordinary things that you have that you think may be useless are things that 